The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, joined by my good buddy Keith Cork. We're going to break down this wonderful Wednesday. It's March. It's the 17th. We got 10 games on our hands. So, a nice, fully loaded card. A couple back to backs involved that we'll touch on. But, Keith, it's been a whole week, my man. How are you doing? Yeah, man, it's uh, doing well. It's been a good week. Been uh, been hitting in my GPPs, so hoping to keep that going. I missed last night, so uh, looking to get back on track. And uh, this is this will be a slate to do it. There's some good ones here, so looking forward to it. Absolutely, I'm right there with you. But before we jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over at MyBookie. If you guys haven't already checked them out, head over to MyBookie.ag and check out the number one sports book that is out there. Uh, regardless of what you're doing. Casino platform. I touch on it all the time. That seems to be my new favorite toy. I don't know if you've checked it out yet, Keith, but table games, slot machines, you name it. I can get a little blackjack, get a little roulette going, play a little poker. You name it. You can do it over there 24 hours, seven days a week. They never shut their doors. And then while you're sitting at the table and you're playing, look over at your TV and you got some action on the games. NBA, you got college, March Madness going on, MLB season right around the corner, only a few weeks away. A lot of things you can do, guys. So head over to my bookie and on your initial deposit, you type in that promo code hoopball. They'll match your deposit up to fifty percent or fifty percent on up to one thousand dollars. So you put in a thousand bucks, they'll give you five hundred for free. You put in five hundred bucks, they'll give you two hundred for free. Two fifty, I'm sorry. That's free money. Go use it. Take advantage of it. Play with it. Have fun over at my bookie. And then while you're out there, guys, check out Manscaped. You hear us talk about their line of products. All the time, it's because they are absolutely fantastic. And you hear us talk about just the different types of products and everything, but what we don't always touch on is just how effective the products are, just how quick charging they are. You can get a quick, fast charge, enough get 45-minute charge in under like 10 minutes. All their products, absolutely waterproof, and they have a tool for every single need that the man, that the man can use in the bathroom. So check out their lawnmower 3.0. They have the ear and nose and hair trimmer. They have the conditioner, the body wash. They have the perfect package kit. And it just seems like every other day they're coming out with more and more stuff, guys. So if you head over there, use that promo code HOOPBALL20, you get 20% off plus free shipping. That's HOOPBALL20 for 20% off plus free shipping. All right, Keith. We got a slate to break down, man. First game of the night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sacramento Kings traveling to Washington. Take on the Wizards right here for the injury report. Marvin Bagley has been ruled out, and he's going to be definitely missing some time. Fractured left hand. Looks like it's the fourth metacarpal. I believe it was Cody Zeller. He uh, suffered that injury not too long ago as well. Son Whiteside is questionable due to health and safety protocols, while Robert Woodward is questionable due to a left hamstring strain. For the Wizards, Thomas Bryant still out for the remainder of the season. Is Smith out. Raul Neto is questionable. I'll pass it over to you, Keith. Why don't we talk about this Kings team and I guess what we can expect without Marvin Bagley? 
Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a tough blow for the Kings, tough blow for Bagley. He's going to be out for a while. Hard to say exactly how long just yet, but it'll probably be an extended period of time. Um, the clear winner there is, is uh, Nemanja Bajalika. I probably just, <laughs> just butchered that name. And I apologize. It's one of the new ones I haven't pronounced out loud quite yet. But uh, uh, yeah, Bajalika is uh, definitely in line for some more minutes. You would think at 3,700 on, on DraftKings, he's got to be uh, looked at as, as probably the most uh, chalky value play on the slate. Uh, the other guys I'd like on the Kings, I mean, I love this game in general. It's a 245 game total. Uh, you know, these guys are just going to go back and forth. They, they haven't met yet this year, but last year when they met, they combined for 259 points. So there's just a lot of um, a lot of opportunity for, for fantasy pr- uh, production here. Uh, I do like Darren Fox at 9,200 on the Kings. Uh, I think that he's, you know, got a solid matchup here as long as he doesn't get the uh, Russell Westbrook treatment. I think Russell Westbrook, I've said it before, a little bit overrated in the defensive category. Not that he's a bad defender, just I don't think he individually affects it as much as people think he does. And then Rashawn Holmes at nice, uh, 6,700. That's kind of maybe a, a sneakier play, but I really, really like him. He's probably my favorite play on the Kings over here, just because the Wizards are so, so weak down low. Um, their center rotation is still in flux. Um, you know, who knows who gets the minutes more. It's Wagner, uh, or uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but um, Rashawn Holmes is going to go off, most likely. He just He's coming off a really good game also, so those are my three guys, is Fox, Holmes, and Bajalika. Yeah, I mean, Holmes has been on a, a burner. Uh, this dude, he's he's, on, he's active on Twitter, and I love seeing him on Twitter, because uh, there's no bigger fan than your mom. And Rashawn Holmes' mom is a very active Twitter user and just shouts out her son as often as she could. And uh, he said he wants to be the best two-way center this season, and he believes he's been playing like that. It's hard to argue with the field goal percentage and the defensive numbers this guy puts up. And, yeah, great matchup. <clears throat> you mentioned it. Washington's absolutely terrible down low. So I do have some interest in Holmes. Uh, Bijalika, yeah, I, I think he's definitely a value option that we can look at. The one thing uh, that worries me, is I don't know if they'll necessarily start him. This matchup, you know, with uh, Rui, they probably will. Uh, but we kind of saw them do it. They just play their best players when, when you know, Bagley's off the court. Halliburton slowly getting his minutes increased. I would expect him to see a significant time at the two. While we see Buddy Heald and Barnes kind of slide up. Barnes playing the four, Heald playing the three. They'll still roll uh, Holmes at center. So that's going to be their small ball lineup. They will probably play, I would assume, at least 15 to, uh, to 20 minutes small ball. So B.J. Leach, he's still definitely a great value. He's still somebody I'm going to play. I'm just going to temper my expectations just ever so slightly. Now, if we get the, the news that he's starting, which we will, it's a 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, my tune will change a little bit. Uh, but right, as of right now, as we record this the night before, slightly tempered expectations. So B.J. Leach, Halliburton, and Rashawn Holmes for me. Uh, I like that Halliburton, though, 5,500. Love that price tag. And the minutes are starting to get back up there where we want to see him play 28 in the last one. On the Washington side, though, you touched on it. There's definitely some juice all around in this game. Westbrook coming in at 10-4. Beal coming in at 9-3. Uh, for me, Keith, that Beal price tag is what makes it so I can't play box. I would just, for $100 more, I'd much rather play Beal. Um, likely granted different positions, but we'll talk about plenty of point guards tonight. So you're, you're not going to be searching for them necessarily. So uh, I, I like both these guys. Beal and Westbrook, absolutely fantastic plays. Two of my favorite plays on the slate, just because, like you said, this overall game environment. Only two guys on the Wizards I'm really looking at. Yeah, man, uh, and I, I, I love stacking this game just because, like I said, you know, 245 total so far. And I, I, if you're an over-under guy on my bookie over there, I, I might be betting the over on this one just because I think there's just so much potential for points to be scored here. Um, so I actually don't mind uh, stacking Beal with Fox or, or somebody else. I mean, there's probably maybe some better options down the line. Uh, I haven't really thought about it too much, but uh, Bradley Beal at 9300 that price is just too good. Uh, you're right. I like him a lot better than Fox. If you had to choose one or the other, I'd go Beal 100% of the time also, so you're right there. Uh, don't mind going to Westy. Uh, 
uh, Westbrook and some some GPP lineups, but the 10-4 price tag is too much. And then uh, you got to look at Moritz Wagner at thir- at 3,000. I mean, he's not necessarily getting consistent minutes, and this is definitely a GPP play or a extreme salary saver play if it helps you get somebody else in that you really want to play. But um, rock bottom, absolute lowest pricing for for Mo, Mo Wagner, and um, you know he has a, a opportunity to, to really produce if he gets the minutes. It's just a matter of if he gets the minutes or not. Good call. All right. We'll keep it moving. Next game, Toronto Raptors traveling to Detroit. Take on the Pistons. As far as the injury report for the Pistons, Hamidin Diallo still out. Right groin strain while Wayne Ellington's doubtful. Killian Hayes is about three weeks away. He is taking uh, part in back to basketball activities now. Uh, still pretty far away from returning. While Rodney Magruder is also questionable. Right elbow sprain. For the Raptors, OG ruled out. As well as, uh, oh, I'm sorry, upgraded. Pascal Siakam is now questionable. I believe he practiced uh, on Tuesday. Questionable for this game, though. So um, hasn't, you know, might have to get up to game speed. Even if he does play, expect extremely limited minutes in my best uh, best guess. Fred Van Vliet is doubtful, health and safety protocols. And uh, Malachi Flynn and Patrick McCall both questionable. So Raptors are starting to get some bodies back. They, uh, They definitely need them. No game total, no spread for this one. We're going to have to wait and see. Pass it over to you, Keith. Let's talk about the Raptors. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's funny this matchup. Both these teams lost seven of the last eight, actually. I was just looking at it. And so, uh, you know, they both need a win. Uh, the Raptors are getting people back. And um, so, you know, it's it's hard. It's, it's, this is one of those games we can break it down now and try to. But uh, hard to say until we get that official, you know, injury report. Who's going to be in? Who's going to be starting? Who's going to be on limited minutes and, and all that good stuff. But, um, you know, if Siakam and Van Vliet are out, Van Vliet is, like I said, doubtful. Uh, and Siakam is questionable. So if they're both out, I don't mind going to Lowry at 8,600. It's a nice matchup. Uh, you should have uh, some additional touches. If they're both, if either of them are in, I don't think I'm going there at all. I'm not even going to think about it. Uh, Siakam, if he plays at 7,300, I like that price tag for him. So, you know, that's something that we need to consider. I think he, he can probably get uh, 30 minutes out of the gate. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Coming back from COVID, I know we've had some people that, you know, are kind of brought back slowly. So might be something where you stay away from entirely. But as a GPP play for 7,300 for Pascal, he can't really beat that. Uh, the one guy I would look at uh, probably in all scenarios is, is DeAndre Bembry uh, at 4300 just think it's a nice solid price tag a nice solid guy for uh that price around that price point where uh you know you know you might not find another guy that's getting that kind of opportunity so um generally i think i'm probably staying away from most of these guys but it's all going to depend on on the news um for the raptors yeah i'm kind of with you i don't i think a lot of these guys we're starting to see priced up from you know when all these bodies have been out you know siakam van fleet we're looking at lowry at 8600 with all these guys out, of course we want to get some action in Lowry, but 86 is uh, it's a tough pill to swallow when you pay that price tag, considering all the other guys that we have on a 10-game slate that we're going to want to get some action of. Don't hate it, but not one of my preferred uh, options right away. Other than that, there's one other guy that kind of stands out to me, and it's in the same vein as your Mo Wagner, and it's Henry Ellenson. Uh, they just signed this guy. He's only been on the Raptors for about two games, but uh, in two games he's played 18 and 20 minutes. So if Siakam's out and they need bodies at center, He's been playing some decent minutes. He's a guy that can double-double in limited minutes. And a little revenge narrative, I guess. I don't know if we can really factor that in with Henry Ellison. But he was drafted by Detroit, and they gave up on him pretty quickly. Uh, So, who knows? He's there if you need him. Not the greatest, not the worst, but he's there. Yeah, I like that call. It's uh, not somebody I consider, but I think you might just convince me. As long as Siak comes out, I think. That's the key. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because it just frees up a couple extra center minutes that we'll be able to see. All right. Sliding over on the other side of the ball with this Detroit team, 
Uh, we definitely have some guys that we could definitely be interested in. You know, one guy that pops off the page that stands out right away for me is Mason Plumley. 6K, just a you know rock solid price tag, smack dab, good for cash, got some GPP upside. He played very well in this matchup earlier in the season. We already talked about it, very limited in their own front court. So I could definitely see against some Plumley. I believe he put up he had like a 50 DK point game with these two teams, uh, two guys played. Yeah, he triple double. Uh 14, 11, and 10. Um, dipped in a block and a steal as well. So it's an upside play, and he still always has that comfortable floor as well. When you look at uh Plumley, he's never usually crushing you. So I, I'll definitely have some shares of him. And then DeLon Wright as well. Uh, you can just kind of keep going right back to the well with this guy now that he's back to full health. He's playing 30-plus minutes both uh, or past two games. And in those games, at least 30 DK points. So if he's going to get a point-per-minute type of player, 5,800 playing 30-plus, he's there. Solid value. Keep in mind, Dennis Smith Jr., I believe, is questionable for this one. Um, I don't think that's really going to eat into any of DeLon Wright's minutes or anything like that. He's still going to be the guy going forward. So those are the two main options I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm right there. Definitely Don Wright. I'm 100% there with you. Um, I actually have a little bit of a different lean with the uh, with the the weak front court that they're going up against here. I actually like Isaiah Stewart a little bit better. Um, I don't mind the Mason Plumlee call. I think it's a great call. I think it's fine, and and uh, I think a lot of people will go there, and uh, I have no problems with that. But I like Isaiah Stewart. I like that he's getting more minutes recently. I like that the Pistons are just you know dropping games left and right, and uh, they have no incentive other than to play the young guys. And 3900, I like the price tag a lot. Um, for a guy that uh, you know relies on on rebounds, and uh, he's been able to stay on the floor. He hasn't really gotten in much foul trouble recently, and uh, so that's why I like Isaiah Stewart a little bit more, just because it saves you some money. And I'm not super high on anybody else over here. That's the only reason, really. But uh, well, Delon Wright would be the guy I'm more high on. But that's it. So can't can't fault you. I mean, I love Stewart's game. I think that he's gonna have uh, a phenomenal career. He's like a brick wall, dude. Um, <laughs> he gets he gets they shout him out in practice. Like if this dude sets the screen on you, you feel it for three days. Uh, it's it's not a fun thing. All right, <clears throat> next game. Excuse me, guys. By the way, I, I don't know if you could tell. Uh, definitely been feeling a little under the weather today. So uh, you're, you're probably going to hear some some pauses, some drink sips. Keith is going to be bailing me out left and right. Uh, and I do appreciate you, buddy. So next game, Brooklyn Nets traveling to Indiana. Take on the Pacers in this one. Another 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game for the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin all ruled out. For the Pacers, Jeremy, Lin is, Jeremy Lamb is questionable. T.J. Warren has been ruled out. No game total. Oh, no, we do. 230.5 game total. Brooklyn favored by three points in this one. We'll start off with Brooklyn. Traveling, road team here, away team. Uh, playing well, though. I mean, we, we, this, without Kevin Durant, this team just doesn't miss a beat. And, I, I mean, we can't really be shocked. They pulled out that tough one. Uh, in New York, in the Garden, and uh, let's just say like that was. I oh, know that was actually in Brooklyn. I apologize. That was probably one of the walkier endings to a game I've I've seen this season so far. Uh, I think everybody on Twitter and everybody probably watched that replay about fifty-seven times. Keith, what were your thoughts? Was it the right call? Oh man, I, it's uh, put me on the spot here. Uh, I I honestly think in the heat of the moment it was the right call, but with the benefit of the replay, I think the right call, the, it was the wrong call. So I think uh, most people on Twitter are correct, but I also think it's tough to make that call in the heat of the moment. I think if they had a re, uh, replay, a, a challenge left uh, available to them, it would have been overturned. But unfortunately, they did not because they won one earlier in that uh, quarter. Actually, I was watching that game. A lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun in that game. So watching the the Knicks really try to scrap back. So. <laughs> James Harden at 10-9, coming as the highest-priced player. Any shares of him? 
Yeah, man, I definitely, uh, you know, as long as uh, Kevin Durant's out, uh, James Harden, Kyrie Irving all day, I'll go to those guys. 10-9 for, for James Harden, it's not too much. It's um, it's fine. I'm, I'm willing to pay it. Uh, he's going to hit that value, mo- I mean, more often than not, and uh, he's safe, I would think. Kyrie Irving at 9,100, I, I like that as a, maybe more so of a GPP pivot, so getting a little bit pricey for that guy. And, um, you know, he's uh, I think he was 10 for 14, his first 14 shots in the, in, at the start of that last game I was watching. So he has the ability to just put up uh, put up points and, and assists and everything in bunches. I think he's shooting, what, 50, 40, 90 for the first time in his career. I could be wrong about that, but they were talking about that a little bit on the broadcast yesterday. And uh, uh, at least 50% from the field, I know he's at least hitting that mark. So, uh, you know, he's hot this season, and uh, I like him as a GPP pivot. I'm not looking at really anybody else on the net, so I was thinking maybe Joe Harris or something like that. But um, there's just not a lot of usage to go around with those two guys in, even uh, even though Kevin Durant's on the sidelines. He uh, he needs like maybe like a couple more free throws and he'll be at 50, 40, 90. That's it. He's at uh, okay. 52% on the field, 41% from deep, 88% from the free he's throw close. line. He's close. Yeah, just a couple of nine. Make it to this game. Get to the line 14, 15 times. Knock down, you know, 13, 14 of them. Now we're talking. We're cooking. I'm with you. I think Harden's a fantastic play. You can never go wrong. Like you said, just absolutely consistent. On the nights where maybe he's not dishing 15 assists, which you don't find very often, he still has that potential where you can get 40 actual points. So I'll never say Harden's a bad play. Especially on a slate like this, uh, it's going to be between him and one other guy for me. That's where most of my exposure is going to go. Don't mind the Kyrie pivot. Played well in this matchup. He actually, I think, had about 50 ATK points uh, earlier in the season against the Pacers. So both those guys very much in play. Um, other than that, probably not going to be going to too much else. DeAndre Jordan's a viable option, 5,200. Minutes are going to have to get played. Bottom line, this, this team plays big. Uh, they're going to need him. So I think he played about 35 minutes the last time these two teams faced off. So I'd expect something similar, at least about you know 29 to 30 minutes for DeAndre. And then we could see the, those high rebounding, decent block games where we could be looking at 30 DK points. So don't mind him either. So my main options would probably be mostly just Harden, DeAndre, little Kyrie. On the Pacers side of things, could we run it back? Could you take advantage of this Karis LeVert revenge narrative going to Brooklyn? This is, if anything, but a revenge narrative. I mean, the trade saved the dude's life. So, um, <laughs> if anything, he, you know, maybe he says the worst game to say thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. But what do you, what's your take on this? Yeah, I don't mean I don't mean to laugh. It was a, it was a very serious, uh, serious, uh, you know, uh, uh, situation and I'm glad that it worked out for him and uh, it might have very well saved his life it's, it's kind of crazy to think about but uh, yeah I, I, I was kind of surprised you had mentioned the revenge game uh, quote unquote narrative here which uh, I think you can go to that Karis Levert uh, 6800 I don't mind that play uh, as a GPP play I'm not necessarily going to it in cash I don't necessarily trust it and uh, even though the revenge game narrative is there uh, but I do like DeMontis Sabonis at 9400 uh, you know the, if you want to attack the Nets you attack them down low uh, I like to stack up people against the Nets it's been working out um you know they've uh, let's see the last two games i was actually just looking at that they've given up 112 and 95 and actually the game before they only got 109 points so people haven't been scoring a lot on them recently but nothing's really even steve nash and during his uh interview in the middle of the game last time uh, last uh, against the uh, Knicks uh, was saying that you know don't 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 oversell this this is kind of us getting a little lucky uh, we're trying a little bit more putting a little bit more effort on the defensive end but we're not necessarily a good defensive team so I'm still going to go with the fact that they're uh, not a great defensive team and I can stack up people against them so Sabonis 9400 and I love 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 my favorite play on uh, Pacers uh, is Miles Turner at 5900 uh, you just attack these guys the, the Brooklyn Nets down low attack DeAndre Hunter he's just a step too slow you saw in the last game when I was watching saw it um, so Miles Turner 5900 I'll pay that all day 
I think he's uh, got the ability to really go off against this team. Is this the game where he fractured his hand earlier in the season when they played? If I'm not you know, mistaken, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. It could very well be. <laughs> I believe I, be, I could be wrong. We're gonna have to. I'll have to look into it. But I believe it was. I believe this is the matchup where he fractured his hand because I'm looking at it and he only played about eight minutes in that game, and that's just not normal. So I'm gonna assume that this was the game that he did fracture his hand. So you're not gonna find that you know uh, that reference where you could just go back and see what he did in this matchup prior. But you're right. We can always attack Brooklyn with the centers. We're always looking to do it down low. Uh, just Miles Turner, Sabonis, those are the two top options, and you hit it perfectly. Levert as a GPP pivot. Love the narrative. I'm a huge narrative guy. just makes it a little bit more fun, uh, especially when they actually work. And when they don't, you just blame something. But uh, I, I do like that narrative. Just can't trust it in cash yet. Moving on to the next game. Last of the 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time games, Milwaukee Bucks travel to Philadelphia. Take on the 76ers in this one. As far as a game total? We do not have one. No spread action. Oh, I lied. I always lie. I'm a liar head. <laughs> 236 and a half game total. Uh, looks like Milwaukee's coming in as a five-point favorite. So there it goes. Uh, as far as an injury report, that we don't have. The Bucks we do. Nothing to be concerned with. They're fully good to go. 76ers on a back-to-back. So we do not have their information. Break it down. Let's talk about this Bucks team. Giannis just seems like he's putting up 30-point triple doubles left and right. Does he get another one tonight? Yeah, I think you can go to Giannis Antetokounmpo. I really do. Uh, 11K, it's a lot to pay for somebody, but, man, he's just been crushing it. Um, you know, he got kind of a slow start to the season, but he's really, really come into his own recently. And um, it's one, of, it's it's the same as he's been the last you know, few seasons. You can just trust him to, to put up monster numbers. And so if you have that salary to, to spend, uh, parking it in, in Giannis is not a bad choice at all. Uh, for the Bucks, though, I also like uh, Drew Holiday, 6,300. Uh, I like Dante DiVincenzo, 5,200. I think this, those are just really solid price tags for these guys. Um, I expect this to be a really competitive matchup. 236 is a pretty nice game total. Um, it's going to be close. It's going to be, you know, Rock'em, sock'em. Uh, unfortunately, Joel Embiid's going to be out, which is going to make it a little bit less uh, appealing, but uh, still a game I'd like to watch in real life. So uh, I just think all the all the main guys are going to go off. You can go for a little bit of Middleton, too. I'm not personally on him, but um, you could throw him in there as well. But I like Drew. I like the price tags of Drew and uh, Double D, mostly. Uh, what about you? I'll be looking at Drew. Drew's my favorite option on that. I, I got burned by him a little bit in the last one, but just that price tag. It's We know Drew Holiday's upside. It's a little too low for him. Usually has a pretty comfortable floor, too. Again, another guy that's working his way back from COVID over the last week. So don't be surprised that's taking a little longer. Some guys, it just uh, it affects differently. So I do like that price tag. I'm expecting a good game from Drew. And I'll, I love Giannis. I'm a big Giannis stand. You, you'll never hear me say a bad thing about him. I don't think I'm going to play him, though. 11K, just we talked about some other guys. Uh, that Ben Simmons defense, I expect him to try to you know accept that challenge. I don't know if that's going to be... The one-on-one matchup that we see, if it's Tobias Harris. Uh, but if Ben Simmons does want that challenge, it's going to be a rough night for Giannis. It very well could be. We're talking about the one guy that has the size and speed combination that, and the ability to actually stick with them. It's the only it's the only guy, him and LeBron James, are probably the only two players that can actually stick with, with Giannis. So um, I'll probably avoid him and just get my Drew Holiday uh, shares, get my exposure that way, and then pay up in another spot. Again, it's Giannis. I don't fault you. You want to play him? It's still a fantastic play. Just probably not the way I'm going to go on this slate. Uh, on the Philadelphia side, though, I think I'm going to have a little bit more, a uh, little bit more interest over here. 
just knowing that there is no Joel Embiid. We're kind of seeing a couple of these different guys start between Tony Bradley, Dwight Howard getting some significant minutes, uh, and even a little bit of Mike Scott. But I'll pass it over to you, Keith. Who are you paying attention to, and who do you want to get some exposure to? Yeah, you, you did mention Dwight Howard. I, I love Dwight Howard at 5,800. I think he's got the, the highest um, fantasy point potential uh, of all those guys you mentioned, you know, Tony Bradley's and all, and all that. So uh, all the big guys that are on the Sixers that are trying to fill that massive hole of Joel Embiid being out. Uh, but obviously Ben Simmons is the big winner here, 8,900. He's yeah, he's going to get a lot of touches coming his way. Um, it's a tough defense he's up against, so I don't know if I play him in, in every single lineup, but it's there's a lot of reasons to play him. 8,900 is just too cheap still, I think. Um, then the last guy I'd look at on the uh, 76ers is actually Matisse Thibel. I've been on, you know, kind of harping on this guy in the in the Discord if people are in there. Um, but 3,300 is just a, a good value play to me. Uh, he's getting a lot of minutes. He's putting up some very decent numbers the last couple of games. I'm looking to see uh, if you hope he, hoping he does well again tonight. I've got him in my lineups, but um, obviously recording the night before. But uh, yeah, I think 3,300 for that guy. Just just the minutes that he's getting, I think it's a, a solid play uh, if you need to save some salary. I like that call. Yeah, just a guy that just racks up the defensive numbers faster than you could blink. You know, you look at halftime, the dude's got five steals or something crazy. Uh, just a very, very good base floor on his defensive numbers alone. And, uh, you know, even if you're playing on FanDuel, you got a little bit more for it. There's a little more juice on the bone for you over there. I'm looking at one guy over here. I don't mind Ben Simmons whatsoever. Again, it's just going to be, uh, I, I talk about all the time, when you go against the Bucks, you want to attack him from the three-point line. Obviously, Ben Simmons is not the way I want to do that. I'll be going to some Seth Curry in this one, 5,400. Uh, we know we're going to see increased usage from him without Joel Embiid. Those shot attempts, they just trickle down all over the place. Past three games, he's in double-digit shot attempts, including two 15-plus shot attempt games. Uh, and about an average of over 30 DK points in those three games. So uh, I'll definitely have some shares of Seth Curry. I think uh, that's a decent way I can approach this game and get some exposure on the Philly side. And then I really don't mind the Thibel call either. Pencil him in there as a value play that I can uh, I keep in my player pool. Ready to move on to the next one? I am ready. I was looking. I was looking up to Thibel's numbers here. Not not great so far. Eight, eight minutes, zero for one field goals, one assist, and uh, pretty much a goose egg and everything else. So, but that's okay. He can turn it on the second half. We'll see. Oh, those four <laughs> seals are right around the corner. They're right around. Just, the uh, they're, they're, right, they're right around the corner. All right. Well, we'll keep it moving. Eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Boston Celtics traveling to Cleveland, to Cleveland, to take on the Cavs. No injury report for either team the night before and uh no spread no game total so no shocker there it is a back-to-back for the celtics and it's also a back-to-back for cleveland so keep an eye on that injury report in the morning i mean we can pretty much go off of uh what we know is that tristan thompson he did he missed tonight's game as we record this tuesday night due to covid19 protocols Decent chance that he will not be available on the back-to-back for Wednesdays either, something that we're going to have to monitor. Romeo Langford was out as well. And I believe Kemba Walker took a trip to the locker room, but he did return uh, and continue to play. But again, something worth monitoring. Sometimes these things after the game, when the adrenaline stops pumping, you take your shoe off, whatever it may be. I didn't even see the injury. I saw, I'm saying take your shoe off as though it's an ankle injury, uh, and you feel it after the game a little bit more. On the Cleveland side of things, uh, Kevin Love, he sat out tonight's game as well. Uh, so monitor that. It was a calf. It uh, could just been rest management. We really don't know with these things. And then, obviously, Andre Drummond is still away from the team and uh, just won't be playing unless it's probably in, like, a Laker uniform or somewhere. Uh, Torian Prince should still be out as well. So we'll talk about the Celtics team. We Just as, just as they're getting fully back and geared up, uh, we see a couple of bodies go down. You know, Tristan Thompson, 
is probably a breath of fresh air and is the one guy that most Celtics fan, including the coaching staff, would want to see not play. And it's just because Mr. Time Lord himself uh, has just been outplaying every other member of this front court like most had anticipated all season. So are you going to have some shares of Time Lord? I already know we talked about Miles Turner and DeAndre Jordan at similar price tags, uh, even Dwight Howard. How, do you, how would you rank those four guys? Dwight Howard, Time Lord, and uh, Miles Turner. We'll, we'll keep it those three. Those three, okay, good. I'll go Turner. I'm going to go Turner, uh, Howard, and, and Time Lord, honestly. I, I think uh, I think Time Lord definitely, uh, he can hit that value there, and he's just got, he's a point per minute stud. I think in GPPs, you can absolutely go there. Uh, I don't know. It's just uh, something about it just, just screams that it's just going to be a letdown to me. I'm, I'm just, I'd rather go, I'd rather go to Turner. I'd rather go to Howard. I just feel like they're, they're safer plays. Um, I'm actually looking a little bit more at Tice and I was looking at him a little bit more tonight. He, he was having a huge game when I was last checking and uh, he was actually the one that started. So uh, Tice at 4,100, that's actually who I like the, the best to, to get some value off of uh, TT. Shows some Thompson sitting down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, you can like, a, a, you know, plenty of these Celtics guys. There's some blow up potential here, obviously the Celtics are just a better team than the Cavaliers and uh, missing Tristan Thompson doesn't exactly change that uh, at all. But uh, Jalen Brown, 7,700. I like that price tag a lot. I, I don't mind if you go to Tatum, but uh, Brown's price tag is a little bit more appealing to me. And then uh, Kemba Walker, 6,900. I mean, he's just, he is probably going to beat that, that price, I would think. Um, so I'd look at Tice. I'd look at Walker. I'd look at Brown. Uh, you can do Time Lord. I don't have a problem with that. You can do Tatum. I don't have a problem with that. It's just not guys I'm personally looking at. Yeah, and I honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Kemba sits out, even though it's because it is back-to-back. I don't believe he's uh, – we haven't seen a back-to-back that he's played on in, I think, at least the last 10 games it's or so. That's a good point. That's a good point. So <laughs> there's a decent chance if, if he does sit, that's a big boost to Brown. That's a big boost to Tatum. Obviously, I'm with you. I think Brown's the, the better play, in my opinion, simply because of the just the $1,500 discount we're getting with him. Uh, he absolutely torched the Celtic or, or the Cleveland earlier in the season, too. Uh, had 13, uh, 20 shot attempts in only 19 minutes for 40 DK points. So it took him 19 minutes to drop 40 on him. Uh, definitely an option. Obviously, a much better one with Kemba out. And you're right. If I'm going to anybody in the front court, it's probably going to be Tyson. It's not necessarily just because of the discount, the minutes. It's the eligibility. I get to play Tyson at power forward. Robert Williams, Time Lord, takes up my center spot. We've already talked about so many other centers. So I think I would go to Tyson that one. So those are the two guys I'm mainly looking at. It's Tyson. It's Brown. On the Cleveland side of the ball? I got some interest over here, and it's in my main man, Larry Nance Jr., 4,700, a guy that we always talk we, You hear us talk about it all the time, point-per-minute guys, the guys that when they're just on the floor, they can produce in so many different ways. Larry Nance is one of those guys, whether it's rebounding, defensive stats, a couple tip dunks, whatever it may be. Uh, I love the matchup. I love targeting the Celtics front court with bigs, so I'll be definitely playing some Larry Nance Jr. He's probably going to be my favorite option on this team, and outside of him, I can see a stab at Jared Allen for the same reasons I like Larry Nance, but I'd probably just get more exposure to the guy that's 3,000 less. Yeah, uh, I want to make sure that Kevin Love sits first. Uh, I just I, I just want to make sure, but uh, Larry Nance has to be probably a, a really good play for me. I have, I have him here, and I also have uh, the guy I have as a uh, pivot off of uh, Nance's Jetty Osman at 4,500. And again, this is only if Love sits. If Love plays, I kind of I don't know if I fade both guys, but I'm a little bit less than that with both both guys. But uh, Nance is probably the definitely the strongest one of those two, obviously. And um, I'll go there. Even if Love's playing, probably, but I'd have to I'd have to reevaluate. But I, I don't think Love is going to play. So <laughs> I believe, in, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I think it was in, the, in Love's first game back. They actually started. It was Nance at the three, Love at the four, and then they uh, they played Allen. I don't know if they did that in the following game, 
Uh, I knew he drew the start tonight because Love was out. I don't know if that meant he drew the start at power forward or if they just slid him over. Another thing that, you know, maybe it's worth looking into. And, uh, you know, we do apologize for not having that readily available. It's just, you know, we think on the spot sometimes. You break, We're breaking this down the night before. It's our, uh, you know, we take a quick hour gander before we hop on. But uh, this is a first look show. We're trying to get it to you early. Next game, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Golden State Warriors traveling to Houston. Take on the Rockets. Rockets on the second half of a back-to-back. Not that that matters. They're going to lose this game anyway. Uh, they don't want to win. It's bottom line. Golden State, no injuries to be concerned with that aren't new. Just Clay Thompson, Marquise Chris, Rockets, everybody dead. Uh, they don't have anybody alive over there. It is rough sailing. Victor Oladipo likely to sit on this one knowing it's the second half of a back-to-back and they're not trying to win. Only reason he would play is because they don't have enough bodies to not to play the game without him. Uh, John Wall is going to miss at least the next two games we've already saw. And, uh, you know, Christian Wood was ruled out of this one. Daniel House was ruled out of the Knights. We know that um, P.J. Tucker is no longer suiting up. Daniel Nwaba, I don't know what's going on with the Rockets medical staff over there. He could play. He can't play. You know what? He played. Now, yeah, maybe we were right. Maybe his wrist is pretty bad. Uh, He's shelved for for the time being. Uh, We don't know when he's going to be back. And then Ben McLemore sat out tonight's game. Uh, He was dealing with an ankle injury as well. So he's going to be questionable going into tomorrow. So, you know, Keith, um, I should just be the nice guy I am and, uh, you know, just talk about the Warriors, let you deal with the, the Rockets <laughs> headache, you know, sure. but I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you talk about the Warriors for us? Uh, yeah, the Warriors, I mean, yeah, it's a great uh, great matchup for them. I mean, the, the Rockets are just bad. They're not interested in winning. Uh, the only problem is the blowout potential, and um, it's always there with the Rockets just because they aren't interested in winning. Uh, so you got to look out. But if, even if you get three quarters of Steph Curry at 9,800, I'm, I'm going there. I like it. Uh, I don't think there's anyone on the Rockets that cares to, to stop them or can stop them. Uh, I love Draymond Green, actually. He's probably my favorite player on the, on the Warriors. Uh, 6,600. You, you want to attack the Rockets down low. Um, I'm not so, super sold on Wiseman just yet. Uh, I think he's you know he's not starting. He's still a work in progress. So uh, Draymond Green at 6,600 is probably my favorite play to, in order to do that. So that's probably where I would go, go more often than not. And then uh, I would take a look at Wiseman, uh, maybe more so in a, in a GPP play uh, at 4600 or just as a salary-saving play. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd probably go Draymond Green over him more so. How about you? Those are the two guys I'm looking at, the front court. Um, I, I, you know, if the game stays close, there's not a world I imagine that Draymond Green doesn't hit value at 6600 in this matchup. This is a uh, Draymond Green, you know, triple-double-esque matchup written all over it. Fast pace, no defense, small ball. All the things that we want to look for when we want to play Draymond, so... I like him. And then you touched on it. Uh, if this game does get out of hand, Wiseman's probably going to just eat that whole fourth quarter up. Uh, we've seen Kerr do this. It just ends up turning into the Wiseman, Jordan Poole, Nico Mannion show in the fourth quarter. We, when they're, whenever they're trailing by 20 to 30 points or they're winning by 20 to 30 points, he just lets the, you know, lets the, the chain loose with these guys, lets them go free. Um, they got to get the experience. What better time to do it than garbage time? So you can look at Poole and you can look at Wiseman. Those two have been the two hotter guys, I guess, in garbage time. Um, and probably have a higher upside than a guy like Mannion. So little risk involved, obviously. You can't just completely trust it. And I wouldn't hate it if you wanted to go to a guy like Ubre and Wiggins. I think those price tags are fair. The matchup's stupendous. Everybody gets a little bump in here. Um, and again, you touched on it. Curry's fantastic. I don't think I'll play Curry simply because, you know, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the blowout scenario in this one. That's probably the way I'm going to end up constructing my lineups. I will do some, uh, you know, I'll hedge my bet in my GPPs. I will have some exposure to Golden State guys. Uh, but if the game stays close, I think, like I said, I'll probably end up more on Draymond than I would in Steph in, uh, anyway, and then could still spend up on my other positions. <clears throat> Excuse me. On the Houston side of the ball, Keith, 
where do we start? Where do we finish? I mean, it's it's pretty simple for me, man. It's uh, you know, Ken Martin Jr. has just been the one guy that I can feel confident in. I still love his price tag at fifty two hundred. I still think that's very fair. I do not like this matchup going against Draymond. But they just don't have anybody. And if they're going to keep just rolling this guy out for 30 minutes, he seems like he's got a pretty solid floor of about 30 DK points in that type of scenario. Blowout, loss doesn't scare me whatsoever. So I'll, I'll definitely have some Kevin Martin Jr. And then, uh, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. starting to get priced up at 6800 But as long as John Wall's out and this guy's playing point guard, we have to have some interest in him. Uh, not going to be the bang to smash, you know, load him up like we've been doing. But he's definitely still in play. So those are the two guys I'd be looking at outside of those two guys. You know, you could try on, you could take your shots on your Anthony Lambs and Sterling Browns. And, you know, maybe, maybe you look at Anthony Lamb as a dumpster dive 3,200 play, but it's hard to have confidence in him. Yeah. I really want to keep an eye. I mean, I think uh, I've got Christian Wood on my season long team. I really want him to play. I know he was uh, doubtful tonight and they ruled him out ultimately. I'm hoping he returns in this one. Uh, if he does, that's going to really shift things around. Um, but I don't know if he does. I think he's probably closer to the to the doubtful side, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't really like anyone in the Rockets. I think Kevin Martin's probably the only one, 5,200. I think, like you said, you touched on it. He's uh, just got a good price point for what he's, what he's most likely to put up. He's just a safe play. Um, and he's got some upside as well. But uh, uh, I like Jay Sean Tate at 5,400. Um, again, just another safe play. I, I, I probably would go to Martin instead of him anyway, so you can probably cross him off anyways in the end, but I'd keep him in my player pool to start with just to see how it goes. Um, if Depot does play 8400, I like him, but you know, like you said, he's probably probably not going to play and uh, why would he if they're trying to try to lose? So um, if he doesn't play, then I like Kevin Porter Jr. a little bit more, but if he does play, I'm, I'm not playing any Kevin Porter Jr. I just think that price tag is just getting too high for me, so uh, pretty much right there with you. Can't fault you. Can't fault you. I, the, it's definitely too high for me to trust in cash. Uh, you could throw them in. We, we've seen that 40-point upside. It's there. It's it's still there. Um, just maybe not this matchup. And I, I don't know. But I, I don't see them taking them off the court either way, though. That's the thing. Even if they're getting blown out, they're still going to just run them into the ground. Yeah. Uh, right. Next game, though. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. San Antonio Spurs travel to Chicago to take on Keith's Bulls. We'll have, to, we'll have to see what's going on here. Keith is going to give us some bold updates shortly. They have yet to release their injury report because they're on the second half of back-to-back. For the Spurs, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Kata Bates-Diop, and DeMar Rosen all ruled out. I do not believe we have a game total. As I say that, I'm going to keep scrolling and probably see it, call myself a liar. No, of course not. We don't. I was right. Now I lied about being a liar. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk about this Spurs team. You know, I'll, I'll touch on them first because I know you're the Bulls guy. You're, you're our, uh, you know, Resident Bulls man over here for DFS today. Uh, so I don't want to take too much of the shine from you over there. Um, I value your opinion. You know that team inside and out as we talk every time before we got it on the air. Kendall Johnson coming in at 5,100. Finally starting to see those minutes increase. Uh, then that's when we can start to play him again. 32, uh, 32 minutes in the last one. That's up from that you know mid-20s that he's been playing. This is the guy that's going to be their future power forward. Uh, we've seen them you know basically say this is the reason why we're willing to give up on Aldridge. Uh, as they just started him right as the season began. So great matchup against the Bulls, 5,100. Don't trust it necessarily in cash because those down games have been there, but definitely a tournament upside type guy. I could see myself getting some shares up, and I'll play some Derek White at 5,400. Going against this Bulls backcourt is just something that we can just target time and time again. It's going to be a little different now with Kobe White coming off the bench, but uh, nonetheless, it's still going to be pretty vulnerable, and they just been pretty vulnerable all over the place defensively. So uh, those are the two main options I'm looking at, and I wouldn't argue with it if you wanted to play Jakob Pertl, just the dude. Uh, you, you know, 
pretty much 25 to 30 on a nightly basis. But we've already talked about so many centers at that 6K range where I just don't see myself getting too many shares of them. Yeah, that's a fair point. I, I think I might put Podal above, uh, maybe above one of those guys, Turner or, or uh, Howard. I'd have to think about it a little bit. But 5,900, he falls right in that same price price category. So you're going to have to make some choices. So, uh, you know, go out there and make those choices. Go win some money. But uh, for me, uh, I might put him above one of those guys. I'm pretty high on him. I, I just think the Bulls, especially since they're uh, not starting Wendell Carter Jr., they're starting uh, Thaddeus Young to start games. He has an opportunity here to really got, kind of go off and grab some extra boards, maybe put up a few more points. Maybe get some more blocks. I, I don't know, but um, I, I'm pretty uh, pretty high on him. Uh, pretty high on uh, Dejounte Murray, as you said. You attack the Bulls backcourt. It's a little bit different now that Sato's in and starting, but um, I think Dejounte Murray is still safe. 7,500. We don't have any uh, Demar Derozan in this, so uh, I'm I'm totally okay going there. It's a good cash play in my opinion. And then you did touch on it a bit. Kobe's coming off the bench, and you want to target the backcourt. You want to target Kobe Kobe uh, White to be specific. And uh, honestly, Lonnie Walker the fourth. You gotta you gotta look at Lonnie Walker. Uh, Four thousand as a as a salary saver. He's been scoring with lights out. He doesn't have a lot of peripheral stats, and that's the problem with him. But uh, if he goes off and scores 25, 30 points, which is possible against uh, Kobe White defense, uh, then, you know, he can hit value at that 4,000 price point. So I like him a lot there. Um, and uh, those would be my three guys, Potal, uh, DeJounte Murray, and Walker. Can't blame you. I just never – I could never stomach playing uh, Walker. I don't know why. I just – one of those guys I just never could play. Um I never get him right. He's in that Harrison Barnes category for me where I just gave up on him a long time ago. Uh, if he beats me, he beats me. I'll take it off the chin. All right. Let's slide over to the Bulls. You touched on him. The only guy, I'm not going to say the only guy, the main guy I'm looking at, chalk of the night, is going to be Sadoransky, 3,800. Pretty much going to be in everybody's lineup, and rightfully so. Uh, it, the dude, now that he's starting, we've already seen he's pretty solid point per minute. We've seen over the years when he has that starting role playing at least 26 to 30 minutes, he's going to produce in a 3,800. I don't know how you don't have this guy. So, uh, eat your free square and that's it for me. I'll be playing some Sadoransky. Don't mind looking at some of these guys in the front court, like marketed or Thad young, uh, should be able to take advantage of this matchup. So 5,800, I think that's a very fair price tag. I will have some shares of marketing. I prefer him over Thad young. And as he gets going, he should be able to just stretch out any single person that the Spurs have. They don't have the actual uh, personnel necessarily to deal with marketing, in my opinion. So those are the main options I'm looking at. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. So it's kind of boring. I will say though, I am watching the, you know, the game here on the side as I'm, as I'm, we're doing this podcast here, uh, interesting development here from the game last night is that the, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. actually did start the second half. So something to keep an eye on, uh, definitely keep an eye on who's starting for the bulls there. That's going to change some things, but, um, you know, if Thad Young is starting, I do like Thad Young, uh, in this, I do like marketing and more, like you said, um, and I like Sadoransky 3,800. I just, uh, it's just too cheap. I was saying it in the Discord earlier tonight, advising people to play him, and uh, he, he, I hope he did because he was having a really good first half. I think he's having a good second half here too, as, as I'm looking over. But uh, uh, I'm, and I don't mind going to Zach Levine, 8800. I think for Zach Levine is uh, a bargain price, honestly, for a guy that's just. I mean, tonight he's going off and has almost 30 points through three quarters. Of course, it's against the, the Thunder, and this is the Spurs, so a little bit of a different matchup. But I think you can play this guy also. I just think uh, there's plenty to like here on the Bulls side. But yeah, like you said, Sato's probably the best play. 38 points right now, yes. Yeah, oh, there you, oh, yes, he for, does. 7 for 12 30, yeah, from 3, 38 points. There it is. Right he's there. going for 40. Yeah, no, this dude's just been a walking bucket all season. He's another guy where uh, you can't ever argue about it, and now the price is below 9K. We could definitely have some interest. Glad you mentioned him. Uh, kind of just been scrolling over him ever since that price tag got so high, but it's actually getting to a point where we can stomach it again. We'll, uh, we'll keep it moving. 
Three games left on the card. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Game Miami Heat traveling to Memphis. Take on the Grizzlies. For the Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson Jr., only person on the injury report. He's out, or as Santino would say, right around the corner. Uh, poor guy, man. He's one of my favorite young players. I just want this guy to get on the court. Miami uh, has yet to release their injury report. They're on the second half of the back-to-back. They're playing Cleveland tonight. Uh, pretty handily beating them. So I uh, wouldn't expect too much as far as you know rest for a lot of those guys going forward. Um, injury or uh, Game total? 220 and a half. Miami's favored by two points in this one. So second half of a back-to-back for this Miami team. Uh, pretty interesting development. We're going to have to see what goes on with Bam. He was talking about his knee tendonitis to the media and a little bit before the game, saying on a scale of 1 to 10, how painful was it? He was asked, and he said it was a 10. He said it was the most painful, uh, most painful thing that he's been dealing with. So it is a back-to-back. Keep your eye on it. You know, If he played in this one, one would imagine that he should be okay to play. But still, something that we have to monitor. Keith, why don't you talk about the Miami Heat for us? Yeah, I mean, I don't really... Uh, the game total here is 220.5. I mean, it's a, kind of an ugly game total. Uh, I'm not expecting a whole a whole lot from this game. Um, but I, I will play some Jimmy Butler at 9,700. Um, and I'll play... If he's playing, like you said, uh, I'll play some Bam Adebayo at, at 8,400. I'll play the top guys over there. Um, it's just a nice matchup for them. The interior defense of the Memphis Grizzlies is pretty bad. And uh, both those guys are pretty pretty adept at scoring uh, close to the basket. So those I'll, I'll look at the two top dogs. Um, now that Hero and Dragic and uh, none are all playing. I just don't know who to pick of those guys, and until it kind of shakes out and, and someone you know runs away with it, I, I I'm kind of staying away. Uh, that might bite me, especially in some GPPs. But uh, it's just tough for me to pick who's going to go off. Uh, it, I just never know. So that I like uh, Butler and Adebayo. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm kind of with you with those backcourt guys. It's a little tough. If I had to pick one, I would probably say Tyler Hero, simply because of the upside. We've seen it and just turns into a microwave time and time again. Uh, but Kendrick Nunn, he's got a little bit of a discount at 47. Probably won't go to any of them, though. I'm not looking at anybody on this Miami team, to be honest. It's just uh, Butler at 97. We've talked about a few other guys. A little bit cheaper, I prefer. You know, Jalen Brown for 2K less is is one of the guys that I'd probably rather play, um, just point per dollar-wise. And then we're talking about Bradley Beal at 94. We talked about Levine at 88. So I just don't see myself falling on Butler at 97 and a game total of 225. Um, just don't like anybody in this game. I'm going to take a hard pass. On uh, on the Memphis side of things, though, it's a little bit more interesting, I guess. Uh, well, not for me, actually. I'm not playing anybody on Memphis either. Is that is that uh, you know, either, simple either enough? Neither am I. No, no. Yeah, you you're, <laughs> yeah. You said I'm not playing anybody. I mean, I'm probably going to skip this game entirely. Um, if I land on Bam or if I land on Jimmy, great. If not, I mean, I I just have no interest in this game. So I think we can probably move on. Oh, there's your analysis, guys. Hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, that was that's why we get paid the big bucks, man. That's it. Uh, give the hard analysis of just saying don't play anybody on either team. Uh, we're with it though. I got a nine nine or nine games left. You know we don't we don't cross one out. Still turn it into a nine game slate. And if that's the way you feel, that's a big advantage for you. Maybe you um, especially if you want to play like a late game turbo slate. If they have like those three you know nine p.m. games and the nine thirty game, and you hate that one game, uh, there's your lineup construction for you right there. Let's keep it moving. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Charlotte Hornets traveling to Denver. Take on the Nuggets. For the Nuggets, R.J. Hampton, Gary Harris, Monte Morris, all ruled out. Charlotte has yet to release their injury report. Uh, They are not on the second half of a back-to-back. They are just lazy. They just did do it. Someone got caught snoozing. 
229 and a half game total. Denver, six and a half point favorites in this one. Looking at the Charlotte team, Keith, I'll uh, I'll lead it off. Lamella Ball coming in at the highest price guy, 8,500. Just won't have any shares with Levine only being $300 more. Um, just not a matchup I, I'm overly excited about right here. I expect Denver to kind of just be able to take advantage of the mismatches and absolutely dominate. So I do not see myself having too many shares on uh, this entire team in general. I know it sounds like I'm just being lazy towards the end of this podcast, uh, but the one guy I could see myself playing would be like Devontae Graham. Just like that price tag at 4500 Not playing a whole lot of minutes, but double-digit shot attempts over the last two games. Played 22 minutes against Sacramento. So the minutes are on the rise. It's a fair price tag, and he's going to continue to chuck, even though he's coming off the bench. He just has no one to compete with usage in that second unit. So he's the one guy that I have some interest in. Yep, I'm pretty much right there with you. I do like some of the middle, uh, mid-tier guys here. I do like Gordon Hayward at 7,400. I like PG Washington 6,500. Just, just as filler for your lineups. I'm not reaching for those guys, but, uh, but if you land in them, that, that's fine. But yeah, Devontae Graham 4,500. Like you said, you touched on it. He's his minutes are climbing, and uh, and if that's the case at 4,500, I'll I'll definitely go to him. He's going to get the steals and going to get the assists, and uh, probably be worth it at that price. So, um, yep, right there with you. All right, we'll slide over to the Denver. Oh, actually, that reminds me, too. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I made a certain bet with another one of our podcast mates. His name might have been Brian. Um, We had a little friendly wager that he lost. This dude can't win a bet against me all season. It was P.J. Washington versus Drew Holiday last night. He wanted Washington. Neither one of us were winners when it came out at the end of it, but uh, I beat him. So, you know, a little glass half full approach. On the Denver side of things, uh, Jokic coming in at 10-8. I just don't see a world where this dude doesn't drop 55-60 to 60 in this matchup. Uh, we've seen time and time again just centers just absolutely just put Cody Zeller into a washing machine. Uh, and I expect Jokic to be able to do much of the same. So at 10-8, definitely a top option of mine. Uh, if I had to rank, I guess, my top-tier studs, which we'll get to uh, when we do our tiers at the end of this, he's definitely going to be in the top three for me. So I have my interest in there. Outside of him, you know, I've been playing a little bit of Will Barton, just hot hand approach when Will Barton's cooking and he's taking the shot attempts. I want some Will Barton. Uh, so at that price tag, 5,400, is it the best matchup? Probably not, uh, but definitely one that I can take advantage of still. You know, we're talking about three straight games with a floor of 34 and a half DK points at that price tag. So those are the two main options I'm looking at outside of those two guys. I just don't see myself going to too much more. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind spending up here against the the Charlotte Hornets defense. Um, I like Jokic a lot, uh, a lot, a lot. I like Jamal Murray, seventy six hundred against the uh, the backcourt duo. It's a little pricey, but I don't mind going there. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. I also don't mind going there, sixty seven hundred. Just guys for, to fill again. Uh, but Jokic is really the one guy you want to target here, and I agree with you on that one. So, um, I'm all on board. Same, same as you. <laughs> Boom, samesies. You guys heard it. Uh, yeah, I, I, Murray, I can't get right, man. He's another guy. I, I love his upside every single night. I just always get him on those 19 or 22-point nights instead of the you know the 45 DK point nights. Uh, never get those ones right, but I do like this matchup for him, so I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, final game of the night, and before we jump into it, guys, if you have a second, pause what you're doing. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a thumbs up. Five-star rate review. We appreciate it, and uh, we're actually holding a little contest right now, so uh, for the next week or so, maybe two weeks, uh, we're going to just tally all those up. Uh, if you give us a five-star review, if you screenshot it, you tag either Santino, I, anybody on the DFS team, Dan Bespris in there, you'll be entered into a drawing for a free Fantasy Pass membership over here for HoopBall. i uh, give you access to our discords, all of our chats in there. We have what seems to be just endless chat rooms, whether it's DFS, season-long stuff, wagering, uh, behind-the-scenes articles, behind-the-paywall articles, 
whole bunch more stuff, direct access to our pros. Uh, you will get all that. So if you want your chance of winning it, five-star rate review, screenshot that, tag us. If you already did it, if you gave us a review in the past, uh, there's a simple fix. Just uh, steal someone's phone in your house. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Do the same thing. Uh, we'll take it. <laughs> it works for us. So uh, thank you guys for everything. And, uh, you know, check us out. Give us that five-star review. And while you're at it, follow me on Twitter, at Mike Apatra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Keith at, <clears throat> excuse me, the throat, at Ginsburg Beats. That is G one. N-S-B-E-R-G-B-3-A-T-S. That's Ginsburg, Ginsburg Beats for Keith. Give him a follow. Keith has been absolutely crushing it over here ever since he joined our team. Uh, just a stud. Just like one of those guys, Keith. We, we knew when you came in, you were like a Zion when we, uh, when we brought you in. It was a can't-miss first overall pick. Final Generational game of the night. talent here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got the. Yeah, who knows? I I haven't seen you uh, you ball yet, Keith. But I'm guessing you oh, hops that you you just jump right out of the gym. I, I maybe, maybe no, actually no. I can I can't even lie about that. Never in my life have I had hops. But I did have a jump shot at one point, but not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, so we'll find it. It's missing. We'll find it though. Uh, L.A. Clippers traveling to Dallas. Uh, we have a little bit of a rematch. These two teams just faced off recently. Uh, and as far as an injury report goes for Dallas, James Johnson has been ruled out. Health and safety protocols. White Powell is questionable dealing with an illness. Clippers, Serge Ibaka is questionable. We saw that lower back tightness. And then Patrick Beverly has been ruled out. 226 and a half game total. Clippers are favored by two and a half points in this one. Keith, I'll pass it over to you. Let's talk about these underpriced Clippers. Yeah, they are. I was looking at those prices. I was kind of wondering about it. I'm like, this is going to be a marquee matchup. All these guys are going to want to play hard. It's going to be motivated. It's going to be close. I think it's a three-point spread is what you said. And, uh, you know, I like Kawhi Leonard, 8,700. Love going there. Love going to Paul George, 7,900. Either one of those guys, both of those guys, if you like. Um, I don't think this Mavs defense is necessarily the most intimidating thing in the world on the, on the wings. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to go with the, to either of those guys. Probably wouldn't stock them both, but if you want to in a GPP, that's probably okay. Okay. Uh, then the last guy I look at for the Clippers is just uh, Marcus Moore Sr. He's been getting the minutes, obviously, starting. And, um, you know, he's just been putting it up. 4,100 is just too cheap for this guy right now. So go great, go grab him. He's one of my favorite players in the whole slate. Um, so I think you can probably uh, play these these Clipper guys with confidence. I like a lot of Clippers going against my Mavs, man. It, it pains me to say. <laughs> uh, you touched on it. Leonard, Paul George, both just fantastic price tags. They both should eat in this matchup. I, I could see them both easily hitting value here. I wouldn't stack them, but... Uh, you could. You touched on Marcus Morris. He was inserted in the starting lineup, and they said that they're going to continue doing that going forward as Batum was slid over to the bench roll. As long as the guy's starting, 4,100 should be seeing 28 to 30 minutes. Definitely in play. Great value play. We have a lot of that, you know, 38 to $4,200 value that we can take advantage of. And then what might be my favorite player on the Clippers, uh, if there's no Serge Ibaka, Ibaka Zubak, uh, this dude played 35 minutes in the last one. If he's the lone center and he's going to play 30-plus minutes, sign me up. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts on that at that price tag. Uh, there's, this dude's just going to be a double-double machine. If he even gets 26 to 28, I'll pay that at 4,500. So I love Zubac in this one. He's probably going to be one of my favorite center plays. Too bad that I ho- I'm hoping we have that Serge Baca news, but it is the last game of the night, uh, so we might we might not. So maybe you go double-center and you throw him in at the utility spot. That way you can still pivot if you need to. Uh, are you ready to slide over to Dallas? Let's do it, man. Luka Doncic. What, what do you got? Oh, I got him. 
<laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, anytime, anytime the Mavericks are playing, you know, you, you probably want to play this guy, but, uh, and I don't mind it. It's not necessarily my favorite play. I'm not, probably not going to play and land on him a lot. There's other guys I like more, but, um, but 10, seven, I mean, it's a decent, it's an okay price. It's a fine price. It's not, uh, like he's nine, five or something like that, which would be like, okay, I'm definitely playing him. So, uh, but 10, seven, you can definitely, definitely go to Luca. Um, but I do like a couple of the, uh, the guys here under five K. I like, um, Gila Bruns at 4,700, uh, just a solid, solid guy. He had kind of a, I think a dud last one, not, not such a great game, but, um, he's been solid otherwise. And 4,700 is just a, a really fair price point. Uh, it's under 5k. You can't really beat that. Uh, but then Mexico might be my, might be my favorite play for the, um, on the Mavs, uh, saw his minutes climb to 36 minutes last game. And uh, if he's going to be playing 36 minutes, he's going to be getting threes and blocks. And uh, at 4,200, I think he can probably easily hit value with that. So um, that's probably my favorite play on the Mavs. Um, I'm probably not going to end up on, on too many of them, but uh, there's some good value options here, I think. Kleber or Morris? Uh, I think I probably go, oh my goodness, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I'm thinking that's I'm probably why I'm here, man. They pay me the big bucks go. to ask the tough questions. I think Morris? I'll probably go Morris, yeah. Yeah, I'm I think I, I think he's got more of a solid uh, 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 role in the lineup here uh, on the Clippers than, than Kleba does. Kleba's really just kind of a 3 and D kind of guy. Um, so, you know, I, I do like Morris a little bit more. But uh, for Kleba, I, I go Kleba and the GPPs probably 100% of the time. Eh, 80% of the time. Let's say 80% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> And um, you touched on Dodgic. I love playing Dodgic, actually, in this specific matchup. He just plays up in these tough matchups where he actually you, – you would think he's got a tough defender. you got to worry about it. Uh, he will. He'll have tough defenders with him all night long. Uh, but he does get up for these matchups. He put up 68 DK points with these two guys just faced off, and he did so on 39% shooting. Uh, so there's still some baked-in upside for even more. We know that this dude's a walking triple-double. Obviously, you have some choices to make, and it might come down to just position eligibility. Um, you know, the biggest, uh, the, you know, biggest, toughest decision I'm finding is Harden or Doncic. Uh, I've kind of pretty much, I think, prefer Jokic right now. Eh, it's close, but maybe more than both those guys. But when it comes to Harden and Doncic, that's where I'm, I'm kind of finding the, the, the tough decision being made. Did I make it yet? I'm not quite there. Uh, maybe by the time we're done with our tiers, I'll have it for you. So we'll jump right into that. Uh, Keith, I, I know you've heard a little bit about it. We jumped thrown in this new segment. So if you guys haven't been listening, uh, we're going to start breaking down our tiers at the end of the show. We're going to give you guys each one player from an expensive tier, a mid tier and a value tier that we like. Uh, we will not cop out. We can, we can have the same guy, but we're going to try to mix it up a little bit, give you guys some multiple options. And this is all at the request of a few listeners. So thank you guys for giving us your feedback and asking for this because it's something that we thought about doing. Uh, just didn't know if it would be something people wanted to hear necessarily. Or if it would also drag on the show too long. But we'll do that now, Keith. Let's talk about these tiers. And we'll start with the expensive tier. Who do you have? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and steal Jokic. I know you probably have him, so you'll have to come up with someone else or agree with me, I guess. But uh, but yeah, I don't think there's a world in which Jokic doesn't hit value here. Um, he's just probably the safest play, and uh, so I'll, I'll go the safe route. I'm gonna go Jokic for my my uh, expensive tier guy. Okay, I, I don't fault you. Uh, you know, just a just a beast in his own right, and it's a good good call actually. When you think about it, when you have seven guys or six guys priced over ten k, yeah, being able to kind of distinguish which guy you want out of all those six guys, it's not an easy thing to do because we're basically nitpicking. We're talking about some of the best players in the NBA, and all these guys have like triple double upside. So, uh, yeah, you got to nitpick a little bit. So. Uh, with that one, I'm I'm gonna drift down a little bit from the 10k mark. I could just say Luka Doncic. People know we just talked about that, so I'll try to switch it up a little bit. 
Uh, I'll go more in that 9K range for a couple of these guys that we talked about. And I'll go with Bradley Beal at 9,300. Uh, really interested in Beal. I talk about shooting guards going against the Kings pretty much every single time that the Kings are on uh, in a matchup. We love that that game total. A lot to like it overall. So Bradley Beal at 9,300 will be my expensive tier guy. So that brings us to the mid-tier, Keith, which I think we pretty much said is anywhere between you know that 5 to 7.5 range. Uh, we kind of switch it up every other show. So again, we're looking for some feedback. If you guys have an idea of what you'd like to, you know, us to make these price ranges, let us know. We're uh, we're open to the feedback. But why don't you talk about your mid-tier play? My mid-tier play has got to be Rashawn Holmes. Um, same same reason you said for Beal. It's uh, the game total, and you know we want to attack uh, the Wizards down low. And so Rashawn Holmes is just going to have a field day. It doesn't matter if it's Alex Lund, doesn't matter if it's uh, Wagner. Wagner. It doesn't matter if it's Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez may be a little bit scarier, but not really scary at all. I mean, Rashawn Holmes uh, is just a solid play, 6,700. I don't think there's a world in which he doesn't hit value either. So uh, I know I'm doubling up on centers here, which might be a little difficult, but you can honestly build, uh, especially on DraftKings, obviously, uh, you can build a lineup around those two guys i think and feel pretty good about yourself absolutely so uh i'm gonna go back to the well on this one i did the same guy in the mid-tier for the last show i did i believe it was the uh saturday show and that's drew holiday at 63 i like him in this matchup going against philadelphia i just like that price tag uh keep in mind you know little narrative factor he used to play in philly team that drafted him i uh, love the city he always usually plays well when he goes back there so I, uh, I like Drew Holiday at 63. I just feel really safe about that floor. And we know he's got that 38 to 40 point upside, which we'd, we would take at that price tag. Really wanted to say somebody else. And then I, I, I gave myself a, a, a price restraint when I said, you know, between 75 is the max because I was going to go Jalen Brown. Uh, but he's 77. So I, there I go. I, gotta, I put my own foot in my mouth and I couldn't even use the guy I wanted to use. Uh, cheap plays. Uh, let's take Sadoransky off the board, buddy. How about that oh, one? There's, oh, there's, oh. <laughs> okay. yeah. All right, all right. I'm Fair taking, enough. I'm Fair taking enough. your free square. Uh, take that free square right away. Uh, we, we all play him. Uh, I think, I think most of us will. So why don't you go with your other cheap play, your other value play? Um, okay, so if I can't go with Sadoransky, my guy, my my, my guy, but uh, it's okay. If I can't go with him, I'll, I'll go with Marcus Morris Sr. We already touched on him a little bit in the last segment. I'm, I'm not going to go with Bidjalika because I'm not going to uh, stack up Kings on you guys, but uh, you can do that. But uh, Marcus Morris Sr., uh, 4100 uh, Just I love that he stepped in the, into the starting role. I think it's just too cheap for him. I think his price is going to climb up to that mid-5K uh, you know, range at some point, and you just need to take advantage now. So uh, play him now while you can, and uh, you know, playing against the Mavs, you can't really get a better matchup. So, well, well, you can, but uh, this is a pretty good matchup still. So uh, Marcus Morris Sr. is my guy. All right. Can't blame me there. And I'll stick with the same team in the same front court, and I'll go with Zubats. Uh, I like both these guys. Uh, that's going to be a little contingent on the fact of Serge Ibaka's health. Uh, he's going to be probably one of my highly owned guys, highest owned guys, if uh, we hear Ibaka's out. And I'm mostly a GPP player. I, I usually do about a 75-25 split on that. And you best believe in, I would say, probably about 40% of my lineups, I'm going to take shots on Zubat, whether we know Abaka's playing or not. Uh, you got to be able to take the edge, and that's where I'll get it. Just cross my fingers, hope he gets ruled out, and that I get 30-plus minutes out of the guy. Uh, just an absolute point-per-minute beast. And that's it, man. That rounds us out. A little over an hour, but that's okay. No big deal. But uh, anything else you want to say before we take up off, uh, take off out of here? No, just get that DFS pass. Everybody come join me in the, in the Discord. And, uh, you know, talking in there really helps out, especially when we get all that late-breaking news. And uh, you need to stay on top of it. So that's really all I got, man. Other than that, it's been great. Absolutely. So Keith is right. Check out the Fancy Pass. Check out the DFS Pass. If you guys are wondering where you can get those hoop-ball 
Com. Follow us on Twitter at Mike Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Keith at Ginsburg Beats, G-1-N-S-B-E-R-G-B-3-A-T-S. Give him a follow. Ask him some questions. Make him work. Guy loves answering his Twitter questions. That's all we have for you. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be on with Santino. Your ears will bleed from us arguing with each other, but it'll be a good show. We'll get through the content and win you guys some money. Take care, and let's go crush some GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.